Welcome to Dear Alice, a lifestyle approach to interior design. Before we get to our podcast, we have a quick word from Grove. A new year means new commitments to those things we care about, like our family and our planet and even our pets. So if you've been waiting to make a more sustainable choices for your home care, it's really easy um, to go to Grove. I get in kind of a rut when I'm at the grocery store and I just buy the same things I always buy because I know where they're at. I trust those brands. And now that I'm trying to be more sustainable and choose things that um, have already been recycled or we're using glass so that I can use them again and again, anything at Grove is going to be in that category. So it's just easier to switch from the grocery store in my opinion, to just using Grove for these things. So um, go to grove.com slash Dear Alice today, and you're going to get a free gift worth up to $50 with your first order. The free gifts are really good too, by the way. Plus uh, shipping is fast and free. Get started right now with grove.com slash Dear Alice. And again, that's grove.com slash Dear Alice. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Dear Alice. Today we're talking about color. That's a good one. I'm so excited. I am too. We're going to talk about how to use it and the psychology of color. Did you guys know colors had psychology? I know. <laughs> colors have shrinks too. <laughs> I know. I'm just kidding. Like an example of that, um, Sue and I were just listening to a British um, pair of designers talk about color and they were saying, if you want to be skinny, eat on a blue plate because nothing's less desirable <laughs> than putting food on the color blue. <laughs> and it's funny, but it is, it's in your head and the way yeah. that you see it. I think... In restaurant design, we've learned that using the colors red, uh -huh. anything in the analogous red range, yeah. right? From red to oxblood. Yeah. And then also yellow, yellow for some reason. Yellow is appetizing. Yeah. yeah. Or just energizing and you want to, yeah. Yeah. So what does this mean for you in your home? That's what we're going to break down here yep. on the podcast today. Yep. <laughs> okay. So we have a couple of questions. First of all, some people wanted to know about the color wheel. How do we reference it? you know, and how do we sort of use it in design? Okay. I think it's an interesting study for just like anybody to look at a color wheel. I think often people, when they're just like, what color do I like? And they'll be meandering through Home Depot and they'll be like, I like these paint chips, which is great. But, and it's a good start to understanding color, but it's good to just like pull up a color wheel and a, like a really gradated one too. So you can be like, oh, I didn't think I liked green, but I like that version of green because there's so many different greens. And so many different, you know, variants of every single color. So color wheels are really fascinating for people to just study. So they could kind of like highlight and circle what they're naturally drawn to. Mm -hmm. We always reference your wardrobe too. If you go into your wardrobe, you'll see some of those colors, you yeah. know, the ones that you feel prettiest in. So I think it's a good study for color and people just to understand when you're kind of thinking about what do I add to my home? Mm -hmm. I think it's a good way to start is just to analyze the color wheel. Yeah, I agree. So, and I oh, go ahead. Well, it's an interesting thing too. I think depending on what you look like, your skin color, your hair mm -hmm. color. I, for instance, I do a product development with a gal on our team who has red hair and she's a fall. Every sense of the mm -hmm. word falls her season. She feels most beautiful in it. It's the palette she loves to wear. It's the textures she loves to wear. And I'm very much like a summer. I'm blonde. I'm blue eyed. I love the color blue, whites, um, you know, softer pastels. Yeah. I like some strong colors, but I'm just not a redhead and I'm not, my wardrobe is definitely the opposite of her. She hates the color blue. So as we're sitting here trying to figure out the fabrics and the finishes, 
for colors going forward, she naturally shows me something that I would choose very last. And I then am like, oh, if I show her my cards, she's going to hate mine. <laughs> so it's an interesting thing to get to work with somebody like that because yeah. you're like, okay. So, and there's a whole another 50% or yeah. probably 75% of colors to consider that both of us might not like, that other mm -hmm. people would like more. So I do think like what we look like and what we look good in definitely plays a huge, huge role and yep. what we want for our homes. And where you grew up. And also what season you happen to be buying in. Because yeah. as funny as it sounds for our showroom floor, we do make the showroom floor look like summer. The yeah. artwork we're buying are like Slim Aaron's mm -hmm. vintage beach scenes and the throw cushions um, pillows are like linens and they're lighter and brighter. Where winter we're selling velvets and, you know, that's Deeper where the tones. cool sofas, yeah. right? Yeah. So we even buy depending on what season we're buying in. Yeah. So pay attention to that. If you are like my coworker with red hair that loves the fall, then you might really love shopping for your home in the fall because that's your palette. And you'll love saturation, you know, yes. like, and that's, you have color, but then you have saturations of colors mm -hmm. too. Like how, how dark and moody do you want a space or how light do you want a space? And that also, I think kind of is reflective of what you, what you put yourself in. You know? Yeah, totally. So. Um, talk to them about um, the psychology of color. There's this po podcast you sent over. Mm -hmm. um, it's called the great indoors. Yes. You should give it a They're listen. So fun. <laughs> so fun. British accents. Um, so that in itself is really fun to listen to, but she's talking about, was it a bed and breakfast or a hotel? Oh yeah. She was talking about the psychologist that she was doing um, some research on their podcast and and she was like, I was reading this, re, you know, just the study by the psychologist on the psychology of color. And this particular gal, she grew up in hotels. I don't know if that was probably the business that her family was in, but she, by doing that, she became fascinated with people because she would just see so many walks of life come in and come out. And then she was also fascinated with just like how they reacted in different spaces. And she noticed, and I, this may have been a study that she did later on in her career, but that when there was a, a one room that was painted yellow in the hotel and everyone that slept, like slept there had a rubbish night of sleep. Like they just, they didn't sleep well. It was never booked, but there was another one that was like more in the pink tones. And that one was always booked. People, it's so interesting. Yellow, like we said before, it's energizing. And there's so many different variants of yellow, but a lot of people have different reactions to it. You know, it's happy, but a lot of people like hate the way they look in it. Mm -hmm. They would never wear it. So that was interesting. And the pink one was interesting also because along with that study, there was another Swedish study about a prison and they were trying to test like what color was the psychology of color for these inmates and like what colors would help them to kind of calm down or to re-energize. And I think they were trying to calm them down anyway. So they painted some of the stalls this pale pink color and they noticed um, after watching them for a while that the men that were in these stalls that were painted pale pink, calmed down about 15 minutes sooner than anybody else. Mm. So super interesting, just even how just throughout the day, what we surround ourselves in, yeah. how it can like energize us mm -hmm. and how it can bring us down. Yeah. yeah. Tell, her, tell them what they said about the red bedroom. Oh, this was one I learned in just in my university so, studies. Sorry to all you early Potter Barn <laughs> lovers that all no. thought you wanted a red bedroom. Oh, but just one wall. Never, guys. <laughs> it's, that was the worst. I hated that trend. Anyway, in school, and I can't remember if it was like in a Colfax and Fowler book or some, or just my professor saying, you never paint your bedroom red. 
Like it's just, it's an aggressive color, kind of red light district also. But when you wake up guys, you don't have makeup on and like you've been like smashed up against a pillow. You're going to look terrible. Mm -hmm. It's going to like shine all the most least flattering light on your skin tone. So yeah, just the worst. Like if you want to look really gross in the morning, um, go ahead and do it. But yeah, just never paint your bedroom red. I'll yeah. just the, the bedroom yellow. Just uh, when you were talking about it earlier, like came, it was just felt to me like sleeping with the lights on. And that it does, the most that totally horrible does. thing. That's my nightmare. That would be so annoying. Just like electric color. Yeah. And when the lights are off, you're just like, someone's here. Yeah. Uh, Mari, like, I'm in a McDonald's. Mari uh, insists on having like light like this on at nighttime. And it drives oh me no. wild. I have to go around at night. And I'm just clicking off lights and turning on lamps and like, stuff like that. That, candles, sweetheart, like, candles. Yeah, I was like, yeah. no overhead lighting past six. Yeah. <laughs> it's a gentler way. I man. know, it's, yeah. we're softer. It's, we it's, look more beautiful. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it okay. is interesting. But on, on that subject too, of yeah. like just bedroom saturation, I had a client once who, uh, she had stayed in a lot of hotels around the world and she her favorite one was this one in Capri. It's all over Pinterest, it's beautiful. Um, but what they did in this hotel room is that the rooms even the shutters on the inside, everything was like painted black mm. in the actual bedrooms. So you really, we talk about the hush mm-hmm. when you go into a space that's saturated. Anyway, you just had this like, when you go to retire to your room, it was already dark and it just kind of enveloped you. And then when you go into the bathroom, it was white. It was like completely light and a total contrast. And so we did that study in her um, kind of primary suite. And it was, it was really, it was really interesting because you did feel you felt the sense of safety and just like depth in her bedroom. Yeah. But then you woke up like you were completely re-energized when you went into the bathroom, which was what we were going after. But anyway, just kind of think about how you feel in different spaces. And I think that that is a good way to understand what you want your home to be. Mm-hmm. And versus picking a color from a Home Depot paint palette, guys, like that, those are just like certain like variables of a color, right? But if you have, if you're getting ready to, we'll go to these other questions. I feel like I'm dragging. Um, But when you are going to go paint a room, we say this again and again, we pick paint very last. Mm -hmm. We design a full space and the paint is what we pick last because there's so many other things inspiring the space that you've already fallen in love with. You fell in love with the rug. You fell in love with the upholsteries. You fell in love with all these profiles. And now what is the background of that? You know, that's going to like, we might have an idea that we do want there to be color and that might be inspire the energy of the rug, but finding the exact tone that you want in that space can be so, take such inspiration from the things that you've already fallen in love with and won't just be a crapshoot of a paint that you found on a wall and nothing's going to match it. And then you're like, I hate blue. I thought I loved it, but I hate it because you picked a bad shade of it. Definitely. So just study the things that you love and be inspired by that when you're about to put color on your wall. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I agree. We, I mean, when we're designing it um, in the design studio, which, um, you know, you have little swatches of everything. We have, you know, the swatch from the sofa. You guys could bring a pillow, right? To represent this. We have a corner sample of the rug. We've got the leather from the chairs. We've got the wood samples all in a tray. And then we open up the entire fan book of color and we see what's most flattering to that based on how we know the client wants to live. And it's really a fascinating study. And so we're just kind of trying to give you the same thing in your own home. Like get all of those colors together the best you can and then fan, fan your paint out or go to Home Depot or wherever you're going to choose paint from 
and um, choose all of the favorite colors you're considering, get 12, you know, bring them home, fan them out with your stuff, and then you'll see what looks very best with that space. Yeah. And as you're doing it, once you pick something, you're just like, I really love this. I love it with all these things. Mm -hmm. That's that room. And keep that in your like little library of like samples. Because when you do the next room, like you just want to consider color to color. Mm -hmm. What is my vantage point? What are, how are these colors reacting with one another? Do I need to be neutral in this public space and just quiet, like a little bit more dark and saturated and take it, you know, red in my library or, you know, so, so that's also a really fun study that we do just like usually on Photoshop with our renderings. Yeah. We'll put a whole house together and we'll be like, oh my gosh, you know what this needs? This needs this and that transition right there. Yeah. And that's really fun. And then we start to again, play with color. So, yeah, yeah, that's great advice. Okay. So back to the color wheel, um, let's talk about complementary colors versus like analogous colors. Yeah. Let's sort of define that for them and tell them kind of what that looks like in a room and when to use each. Yeah. And I, yeah, I was going back to like my schooling. I'm just like, all these things were coming out. Complementary. I think we're all pretty familiar with that on the color wheel. It's the ones that are exact opposites of each other. So red is complement to green. Blue is complementary to orange. I think is purple complementary to yellow, uh-huh. right? So yep. anyway, look at the color wheel, see that. And oftentimes we don't we don't apply that in the very primary situation, but as you go to those gradients mm-hmm. or secondary, mm-hmm. if you want if you want to feel real contrast from a space to another space or in a material in that space that you're painting green. A real quick word from our sponsor. Um, switching to sustainable products for every room in your home, from your laundry care to hand soaps and so much more. I personally love the beauty department. Grove Co. has you covered with safe formulas and refillable packaging that never compromise on performance. Um, speaking of refillable packaging, oftentimes they'll give you a free gift and it's usually glass bottles that they can just send you um, products to add to those. And then you continue to reuse the glass bottles and they're cute. They're really cute um, nozzles and colors and beautiful products on your shelves. And that's really important to us here at Alice Lane is beauty. Um, So I'm a huge fan. One of the things that I'm using a lot in my kitchen is their glass straws. I'm using metal cups. They keep my drinks cold all day. My ice is in them all day and the glass straws don't make it too cold. And it's really easy to wash them in my dishwasher. Huge fan of that. So if you guys want to get started, um, go to grove.co slash Dear Alice today and get a free gift worth up to $50 with your first order. Plus shipping is fast and free. Get started right now at grove.com slash Dear Alice. Again, that's grove.com slash Dear Alice. Another, a couple other ones that we love. We love a monochromatic. Well, I think one thing that Sue said just before we started recording that I think stuck with me and will really stick with you is that if you were to put complementary colors together, it's it looks like a sports jersey. Yeah. Right? It's like all of your basketball teams, those are generally compliment or complementary colors. Yeah. They're opposite of each other. You'll see a jersey. Or Christmas. Or I, was, like- I was actually thinking that because I was thinking when you were like golden or uh, yellow and purple, yeah. like the Lakers and yeah. like Oklahoma City Thunder is like blue and orange. Yeah. It's, that's funny. It starts to be, feel like fandom, thing. you know? It's, yeah. really, it's like really jumpy and energetic because yeah. they're kind of in a fight with each other because they're the yeah. exact opposite. And they're primary in their fullest like tone, yeah. right? So picture that in an entire room. And that's why we're saying, you're not going to want to use complementary colors 
to be the two heroes in the room, unless you really want to start something, you know, <laughs> um, I think yeah, like maybe a kid's there's room a neon sign and a basketball on the back of the door or something. I don't know. <laughs> Definitely. So you're not, you're going to want to stay away from that. Yeah. Only try that in the accents, like with a throw pillow or with the art. Yeah. But then the rest of the room is analogous. Let's define analogous. Yeah, analogous. As I remember, it's the, it's three colors that are like next to each other mm-hmm. in the color wheel. And so it might be like a blush pink and then into a rose and then to a crown, but you know, just like it's kind of tonal of a same color or, um, anyway, if you, if you look up analogous, you'll see some examples online, but it's just like three colors that are next to each other mm-hmm. in the color wheel. So we use analogous quite a bit cause we love tonal environments. And yeah. so if we're going to like make a room, you know, blue, I'm going to want to see that blue a couple different times so that these people, these players are supporting each other. Yeah. You know, and like I might have one that's deeper and we just did a theater actually where we did some paneling work and, um, and we proposed this kind of blue on blue for this client. They love blue and, and it was a little bit more neutral, but when she saw the color, she was like, you know what? And I didn't know she wanted to be energetic down there, but she's like, I don't want kids to get pregnant down here. So let's make it a little bit more like fun and a little bit more bright and not too sexy. So, so, so she's just like, I'm like, okay, so maybe we take it like more periwinkle and like a, a tone that's more peacocky. And like, we play on those two colors with each other. And then we like do the furniture from there. And so we picked out our furniture and then picked out our paint colors to kind of play with that. And then had poppy fun art that like was again, happy and the right subjects and everything to, you know, not getting any pregnant in there. So, mm-hmm. um, and we also, she's like, let's just take the doors off too and just have it a case opening. So <laughs> we just like, <laughs> we don't play with fire. Anyway, anyway, anyway awesome. but just even when you think and you, you know what you want, once we show a client something, they usually have an opinion. Either they love it and their eyes are seeing what we're seeing in this mood that we're creating. Or they're like, I actually hate that. It reminds me of my grandmother's house and in Palm Beach or, and I hated it, whatever. And so color has such a like personal psychology. Mm -hmm. We all see color so, so differently. Um, In fact, one of our girlfriends, she sent out this like little testing to like a group of 10 of us. And it was like this, again, kind of this color stretch of a ton of different gradients of color. And everyone kind of counts how many colors they see and Jess and I had really high counts because we see color differently. What were you saying? You're an eye expert. Um, anyway, we saw like a great amount of different colors because we see all the gradients. Yeah. But most people saw just like the basics. Yeah. They saw like under 10 colors and we saw. We were like in the 70s. Yeah. You know, so many more colors. It's crazy. Yeah. And so everyone sees different colors, which like if you're working with your husband or with your wife and you're like, why don't they like this thing? It's because they see color differently. Mm -hmm. They have a different psychology with that color. And most colors have a positive and a negative. Mm -hmm. Also an interesting fact, my dad's an eye doctor and um, men generally um, have color blindness way greater than women, just depending on how our cones and rods see color. So my dad happens to be colorblind and he can't tell the difference between green and red or he mixes them up all the time. So the way my dad's going to see color or perceive color, it's going to be much different than the way you and I are going to perceive color. So it's an interesting thing if you're trying to choose color with your husband who maybe isn't as discerning, maybe doesn't care about color or has always felt confused about color. You might want to be the one that chooses it because to him, he can't really 
perceive the difference or he's seeing it as an opposite. So that's an interesting thing to consider when you're deciding with your mate or, Mm -hmm. or other, you know, even like, obviously like you and I work with each other all day long and like, everyone knows how much I love green. Jess hates yeah, green. Hate it. And that's okay. Yeah. She loves, and I love blue too anyway, mm-hmm. but. That, that's a psychology anyway. thing though, huh? It is. And I yeah. think it's just like a past experiences. I think your parents painted their, all their windows and everything green. Yeah. Where in, I just spent my most of my childhood outside. So it reminds me of being outside yeah. and in the woods and totally. Sierra Nevadas. And you just think of like. The 90s. The 90s. Yeah. And so it's totally. just like it, it brings back good or bad memories for yeah, everybody. We so. loved it too hard. We yeah. just, we, we, <laughs> too deep. We, we did. We wrote it really hard. And so, I mean, I think it's something that's very much coming back yeah. again. And it's a different way. I think like some of the greens look more blue to me now. They're more sea foamy. And I think it's different than the nineties. Yeah. And so, and I think comparing or um, putting them with other colors is really beautiful and complimentary. And I love a house plant. I have far too yeah. many of them yeah. and trees and everything else. So I definitely get it in my interiors. Yeah. I'm just always going to avoid hunter green. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and some of those colors that remind me of the nineties, but um, anyway, analogous colors are kind of where we play. Currently we're working with a client in Dallas, Texas, and they have this belief that every color, for instance, the kitchen table is going to be an oval. The underside of the oval, it's a glass table is painted light blue. The stove um, we've ordered from Italy, it's an Officino Gulo. It's a light blue. They think those shades of blue should be exactly the same. And then there's one more detail in the kitchen that also has a blue element. Besides that, everything's white or white oak. It's very Scandinavian, very beautiful modern home. I'm just struggling because I know that you want different shades, analogous hues of light blues to add interest and depth instead of making your interiors flat by creating, by using the exact same color, which is going to feel like a kit of parts instead of something that was acquired over time. Um, It's my personal belief. So I don't know how you guys feel about that, but I just don't ever think that you should exactly match the same exact color. The funny thing I'm like, even if they want those to be exactly the same, they Mm -hmm. won't because of where they sit right and the way the, space. the light hits the plane yeah and just how much shadow one's getting the oven which um, is a vertical plane you can yeah. have the same like we had this in like even the orange store that we used to have anyway we had the same paint color on every single wall but everyone's like what's that color because they thought it was green and then over here it looks yeah. gray and over here it looks so co- color like here when i'm like we even selected color for another dallas client and they got it there and it, like here it was this like warm lovely taupey color in the, na- in the sun and there it turned cold gray because of just, I don't know, there was yeah. just something. So color in every environment, like, and so that's why I'm like, even culturally, wherever you grew up, you saw color differently. You were, in, mm-hmm. you know, just surrounded by it differently. Yeah. Um, so anyway, it's fascinating. Yeah. It's super fascinating. So even if you're trying to be, use the very same color, it won't be mm-hmm. the same color. To me, like having the same shade, like in an outfit, that's when I was thinking about when you were talking about it, it, for whatever reason, like rubs me the wrong way when someone wears like a red jacket and the same red jeans and like red shoe, like a lot of like basketball players and athletes and stuff do that and performers and whatnot. But, and it's always so weird to me. I'm like, that's such a strange thing. And it's cool if that's, you know, someone's thing, but I, I like a, like a little difference, um, yeah. And like Mari too, she's like, Oh, I can't wear those. Cause they're like two different shades of black. And I'll, I wore like nine different yeah, shades of black. Shades of gray. Gosh. <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah, totally. Okay. So this is a question from um, a listener 
They said, besides black, what other color combinations are considered moody and great for walls? Mm. I'll say black is also interesting because like blacks come in a million different shades. You might be more charcoal. You might be more, and often we don't use like straight black. Mm. We'll use warm blacks and we'll use like more charcoals or if we're trying to, Mm -hmm. like there was this one color that I think, I think one of our credenzas. And anyway, it's called like Notre Dame and it like looks black, but it has this like little tiny green undertone. So mm. anyway, sorry, I digress. Yeah, no, I hear you. My office is like a blackened navy. Yeah, It has like a lot of black in it, but just the slightest bit of mm. navy to it. I like, um, I really like oxblood right now. That raisiny oxblood yeah, current cl- color. It's so good and just sophisticated. Beautiful. And um, I think it's beautiful for a dining room because again, it looks gorgeous with food. Yeah. Um, black and white's always a classic. It's a great pairing for anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, it depends on you. Like we were saying the greens are coming back again. Um, I think anything with some olive undertone to it is going to be a lot more, um, um, what's the word successful than probably using the hunter green. Like yeah. we talked to, I think that's that a little bit more of neutrality to it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, if you're a blue person, I prefer peacock over Navy right now. Yeah. 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 So those are a few dark colors that um, we really like. Let's Honestly, talk about when you look at the pink. color wheel and you go to the darkest, like more most interesting color of that, yeah. that'll give you a mood. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. That's so true. Yeah. yeah. Um, let's talk about uh, lots of questions on favorite paints, favorite paint, paint brands. And um, yeah. Okay. For Pure Wheeler worked with a painter and a, he's this incredible artist, Plaster, and he always told us, he's like, Sherwin-William has the most pure colors. Mm-hmm. So go there versus Benjamin Moore. Benjamin Moore kind of has more of historical, they still have beautiful colors, but they're always going to be a little bit more watered down mm-hmm. than a true like chroma, you know? They're like the, the in-betweens. Yeah. And so um, they're not as straightforward. Mm-hmm. So depending on what you're looking for, if we know that this client loves yeah. color, we're going to yeah. go to Sherwin-Williams. If we know we're looking for a neutral, we're going Ben Moore. If you ben want Moore. a really sophisticated color, we love a Pharaoh Ball. Yeah, That's a lovely clay-based paint. It's out of the UK and there's always a richness. It's just like this colors. history to it. And you're just yeah. like, you can't pinpoint what the color is. And like Ray Booth said, like the most interesting things you can't describe, including color. Yeah. So remember that. That's great. Um, a couple of how-to questions. Um, people want to know how can we add color to a neutral room? Because a lot of you might be sitting right now with a neutral room and being like, oh, great, color's back in style again. How do I use it? Yeah, art. Art, I'd say get a new yeah. rug. Yeah, a rug can like give so much energy coming from the ground without having to like rip out finishes on the wall, you know, yeah. tile and whatnot. And then have your throw pillows match that rug. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, I think those are easy ways. In a tonal way too, you know? Yeah, totally. I like that. Um, this one's really funny. She said, how to do color right now. I just have green plants and I'm terrified <laughs> of anything else. Okay. <laughs> Sounds like she's probably like white and like biscuit I and know. Like green plants. Yeah. Yeah. You feel very, you feel very Cabo. Let's see. I really like the clay tones yeah. with those neutrals. And I think for you, if you're a risk averse yeah. listener, then I think a lot of those beautiful neutral, um, kind of pinky um, neutral tones yeah. are really beautiful. And they look great with like natural wovens. Mm-hmm. And so if you notice just like some warmer woods coming back, 
it kind of, even though it's a wood tone and a stain, it still evokes a color or, or gold mm-hmm. also like evokes the color yellow. And so like just, it brightens a space up a little bit versus yeah. a silver that would cool stuff down. I think you'd be color. I think you'd feel really good with that too, because you probably have like mm-hmm. brass lamps or yeah. some sort of brass details. If you've been, you know, working on this in the last decade, mm-hmm. you're probably favoring that over nickel, but yeah. yeah, I like that. Those are great suggestions. Okay, well, we probably have room for maybe one more question, and then we will let you guys back to your lives and start putting color into them. Um, Rugs with color, neutral, or ground the room with a bold as well? Mm. I think we're always going to be a color on the I love it, yeah, because I'm like, so often people are afraid to put it on a sofa Mm -hmm. or on like an investment. And the rug is an investment piece, but it's also the art. Yes. We call it the biggest piece of art in the room. And so it's usually where we start on most spaces. We'll start with our rug. And it, it, again, dictates kind of the energy of a space. And so if like in my house, I, in my living room, I knew I have a lot of colorful art and a lot of mixed media and a lot of different subjects. And so there's a lot of chaos happening on the walls. And like, I love color, but I knew I needed it to be a little bit more tonal and Mm -hmm. so I have a pink rug but somehow it feels neutral because it's has just like different variants of pinks and so even though it's a color it doesn't feel obnoxious because it's just you see it in all the art somewhere somehow but it's like it's covering the whole ground so it becomes a neutral beautiful and it's so such a beautiful space to be in Oh, well, thanks so much for listening, guys. I hope you love our podcast. If you do, leave us a review and a five-star rating. And if you have any questions, please feel free to send them in to dearalice at alicelanehome.com. Thanks for listening. Uh, Before we let you go, we wanted to give a quick shout out to Grove. They carry hundreds of products aimed at replacing single-use plastics across your home and personal care routine. By 2025, Grove will be 100% plastic-free. If you guys want to get started, go to grove.com slash Dear Alice today and get a free gift worth $50 to your first order. Um, plus, shipping is fast and free. So get started right now at grove.com slash Dear Alice. Again, that's grove.com slash Dear Alice. Hey, thanks for listening. If you like our show, please leave a five-star rating. 